Welcome to another episode of the New Dawn Podcast. I am your host and Commissioner Timbo, and I am extremely excited about this episode, guys. This is episode 31. Yes, we have crossed the bridge over to 31, and we actually, we're a little bit late. We should have had episode 31 last week with some technical difficulties and with some great content that we lost, thanks to a buddy of ours that we call Craig. Uh, but Craig's doing all right today. We're gonna keep our eye on Craig. Make sure he is doing his part. Stay on point, Craig, for us today. The panel that we are going to have for this particular episode. First off, league rep, Philadelphia Eagles fan, super fan, and he's got him also in the MSR. Kylo, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Good to be here. As well as you know him, you heard him showdown you also hear him on ndp my man wakanda the king of wakanda what's going on man i'm good man we got some damn snow today but other than that i'm good i can't complain <laughs> and last and certainly not least this is uh honestly in my opinion this is long over this is definitely i saw this coming down the pipeline i just felt like it was only right that this happened and we are going to welcome him back to the NDP crew. Honestly, this is his uh, show. This is his brainchild. We're going to go and give him some love today. Ura, welcome back, man. How you doing? I can hear like trumpets playing in the background. Like the king is oh, arriving back Here to take go. his throne. <laughs> welcome back, Cletus. <laughs> man, look, I, I just got to say again, man, it, it, I, it's definitely been a... Uh, it's it's been a, a welcome you know just a feeling for you to be back in the msr community off off that but uh for the ndp part of it how are you feeling just being a part of the whole community again i'm home like i said from, <laughs> from the beginning I, msr is my home and I, I feel like i'm home again i finally got the rent paid off i was overdue on some rent got kicked out of the house for a bit but i'm back i'm home <laughs> look, look, that, look! I can, I can, I, I can let this out of the bag. Uh, when Uvra, uh before Uvra came back, he and I had a, a conversation, and um, I, you know, I'm not like I say this all the time. I'm not anyone's parent. You know, it wasn't anything like that. Um, you know, but you know, we all know what happened when Uvra left. But he's back now, and that's all. That's that's all that matters. Um, I told him, man. I said, look, man, you're probably next up. Uh, you know, if, if you're really wanting to get back in this league, man, look, it, it, I have no personal feelings, no grudges. You know, I, I just want you to be back. He said, man, I just want to come home, Tempo. I just want to come home. <laughs> and, he, and he is Sound back like home Tyrese. and definitely <laughs> and definitely home here with the NDP crew. Uh, just, uh, you know, you're happy to be back. But what are you looking uh, to, to, to bring back or maybe add uh, to the show that maybe wasn't a part of the show from before? Uh, ooh. that that I do not know. We'll just we just we just kind of shoot blind and we hit stuff and we we miss a lot, but we hit some stuff once in a while. So that's just that's oh, kind of how the, that's kind of MVP works with topics. <laughs> blind right, <laughs> blind firing, you know, suppression fire. That's what we call it, suppression fire. Yeah, suppression um, fire. That's what we call it. <laughs> Well, look, let's get into the show again, man. Welcome back. Uh, you are back as a part of a regular contributor hit to the show. And um, again, man, I'm super excited for you to be here. You bring a lot of color, a lot of flavor to the crew and to the community. So let's get right to it, fellas. So it, we're at the midway point, actually a little bit past the midway point in MSR season 26. 
And as we look at the top of each conference, things are starting to separate themselves, starting to form. Opinions are getting ready uh, to, to, to come alive here in the MSR. Uh, in the NFC, Kylo, your, your Eagles are still, uh, you know, 9-0. Uh, I mean, just kind of, I feel that last season, how you, you know, finished off the back half of the year and then, you know, taking it all the way to the NFC Championship game, um, you know, before you fell short. And it just how that last half really propelled you into this season. You haven't missed the beat. Uh, you're, you're scoring 46 points a game and you're barely giving up 20, uh, which is, I think, the defensive part of it was really uh, ascending you into, you know, being one of the top dogs. You're going up against Hop, who's 9-0. He's back being, uh, you know, his air raid. He said that, you know, last year was all about Tyree Jackson getting him together, you know, trying to get him in that top 15 and help him uh, develop as a quarterback. And Cam Akers had a great rookie season. Now, it's not as much Cam Akers as it is all Tyree Jackson. He is rolling. Of course, Wakanda's 8-1 uh, within the uh, AFC third seed right now. We got uh, Ura, who we spoke about in the last uh, episode, uh, being, um, you know, being one of those teams that you have to think about and worry about here in the uh in the msr and then also we got tj eight and one we'll get more to tj in just a minute we're gonna also move over to the afc afc is taco and who else who's gonna catch up with taco taco is once again the top dog in the afc starting at 10 and 0 as in 38 points a game no blemishes 4-0 in the division right behind them though is yk two seed and seven and two looking to be like he th he said this season was going to be big for him he knew that he was going to take the next step have to increase his play with john watson he's been doing that he's been trailing by a couple other teams he's got eat more chicken there six and three with the dolphins ed is six and three with those patriots man ed has really propelled himself here in the msr community since joining and we also got a couple other teams right below who we're going to touch on in just a second first up in the afc west We've got new blood or returning blood back in that division with J-Rod now taking over the Broncos. They are five and four, riding a five game win streak. We know what J-Rod can do. Four-time MSR champion, just uh, just one of those cerebral players. Offensively, just so gifted on the sticks. He knows where he wants to throw the ball. You know, very patient in the pocket. Will you know, he'll, he'll dot you up. He'll take what you give him. He'll also play very clutch football. Fellas. I want to talk to you about J-Rod and this Broncos team. And I'm going to start with you, Ura. Is, is J-Rod a contender or is he a pretender? How do you feel about that? I mean, J-Rod's what? Like a three-time three Super Bowl champ? Four-time? Four oh, yeah. He, he's definitely a contender. All he has to do is just make it to the dance and he's a contender. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how J-Rod always, every time I see him in the league, he always stumbles into a baby Kansas City Chief offense where it's just speed as far as the eye can see. He always finds a way to stumble into that. And this team is just perfectly built for him. It's just it's got the perfect blend of just like good route runners who are not really slow, but like can make plays for his offense and just speed everywhere. And his defense, uh, the Broncos defense is really not that bad. So I, I think he's definitely a contender. I, I think he's probably one of the few who will compete with uh, Taco in the AFC just to at least give Taco a fight so he doesn't go to another Super Bowl. Would you say Wakanda? Contender, pretender? Uh, I've been saying it since the, you guys are showdown after, you know, basically three and three quarters where he did whatever he wanted to do and then playing him in Genesis. 
Uh, he's one of the best passers that we have in the CFM community. So if he can figure something out on defense, um, I don't really see anybody but Taco beating him in the AFC, to be honest with you. There's enough, more than enough weapons on that offense for him to, to be able to re- represent the AFC. And the defense, while it isn't great, um, he's a good enough user defensively where he can make up the difference. And uh, so I'm not really remotely surprised by what we've seen so far. Um, it'll just come down to if he's able to get in the playoffs, which looks like he has a good chance to do it. If he continues with this level of play and then who the matchups are. I don't really like any of the uh, AFC teams defensively a whole lot outside of Taco. So unless somebody um, steps up and is able to improve their level of play, I think that's ultimately who we're going to end up seeing or, you know, they'll unfortunately, you know, meet before the AFC championship game. But if I had to guess, I think that's going to ultimately be your your uh, your matchup to see who goes to the Super Bowl. Kylo, what you think, man? You've gone up against him multiple times. Uh, you guys, I think it was two or three seasons in a row. You guys were deciding who was going to be uh, the Super Bowl champ. What do you think? Is he a contender, pretender? What you got? Um, I think he's 100% a contender. But like like you're saying, there is some issues there. But you know, he didn't. This is definitely a great, um, you know, one of the best spots to walk into a team. I mean, that Broncos team. DK did a good job before he left of, you know, really just loading it up on offenses like he was freaking loading it up for J-Rod. But, I mean, besides the point, he still has some issues on defense. And we kind of saw how that plagued him that last season of MSR when he kind of loaded up on offense and didn't have the defense. He was he was able to make it a dance, but you definitely saw how that was an issue in the Super Bowl versus Tom. Um, having said that, I think he can definitely make up for it. And I think the AFC as a whole, defensively, like Wakanda was saying, is very, you know, it's not the best at all. Um, but you got to keep in mind, he did play the second uh, second seed, well, kind of the second seed, the second best team they have seen in the Texans and YK. And he just absolutely wiped the floor with them, 38 to 14. Um, and he's he's played a lot of the good, good users. He's played Timbo. He won that game. He played uh, King and he won that game uh, pretty decisively. So, you, you know, I think he can do it. It's just really going to depend on how, how much he can propel that defense to be better than it is. And if you know, if you look at the the last half of his schedule, like the pretty much the the crunch time, the the, the guap part of his schedule, he's got some matchups where he can really uh, make him him separate himself and also show how much of a contender he is. Uh, this current week, we just moved to week eleven. He's got to go up against I, who's been struggling uh, lately. Has has not been accurate with the football with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, just it's been a very up and down season for I. He does he hasn't seemed comfortable. Uh, you know, going up against the pressure and, you know, just been very just prone to turnovers, which is not something we're used to seeing on a consistent basis, especially with this team last year, especially last year, last year, he was really playing well uh, with Patrick Holmes. Now, after that, next week, he's got to go up against number one, seven and three, who's such a dangerous user. And he's trying to figure out, you know, how good he can be, uh, you know, over there in the NFC East. So that's going to be a great matchup. Got coach who's been improved, even though the record's one and nine. Coach is finding himself being very comfortable calling his plays. He's being way more competitive. That's gonna be a good one. Bueno always tough. Kylo week fifteen, boy, that's gonna be a game. Definitely probably a playoff push one for showdown. And then also Rico week seven sixteen, and then he finishes off with the AFC West battle against the Raiders. Man, I, look at five and four, he's kind of pretty much put the pedal to the metal now. I I, I feel like if he's gonna be a real strong team down the stretch yes he could make it 10 and 6 and be just as dangerous as any other team but knowing j-rod he wants to win games and really make statements and i feel like these next couple of weeks he's going to be looking to make statements especially against i him and i've always had great games 
But I look at that game against number one and also Bueno. I think those two games will be how, you know, if he can get the the the, the advantage on the user, you know, that the speed that he has uh, at the wide receiver position with Hamler, also the 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 rookie receiver that he's got that's also a rise client. Um, he's got a lot of good, you know, karma going on in that team, and he's really got an offense that's built to his style. He's went and traded for Josh Allen and made some things happen uh, to try to go ahead and, you know, take this team to the next level. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how he can make that work down the stretch. Seven games left. I think he's got a shot, fellas. I really think he's got a shot to, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 wins. If he could go 7-0, and but he could also, you know, maybe lose a couple here and there. So anywhere from 5 to 7 wins, which would put him at 10 to 12 for this season. I think that's a good mark there for J-Rock. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, he definitely has a tough, a really tough finishing schedule. Um, to close it out, like you said, he already went over them. But I think the really big key matchups are all of those AFC West matches. We haven't talked about the other guys in AFC West who are all neck and neck for that division. That's going to be a, a big part because he can win that division, which is crazy to think he just got in here. But he can win that division. He's 5-4. and four. Simone's 5-3-1, and one, so he's only a half a game ahead of him. Uh, Chiefs are just behind him at four, four and one, and he actually plays the Chiefs this week. So I think, Sweet boy. yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I, I really, I really want to see how he plays the other AFC West teams. They're kind of built similarly with just offense, offense, offense. So I, I think we're going to see some fireworks now with these uh, divisional matchups. Yeah, yeah, I think we are, and I think we're going to be uh, very uh, engaged in how this race in the AFC West finish. Uh, speaking about the AFC West, we're going to take it over to another team in that division with the Las Vegas Raiders and Samoan. Samoan coming off a wild card loss in last season's playoffs, losing to Ed and the Patriots. This season, it's been a little bit of the same. We know he's going to get the ball to Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs is having another incredible season. No Josh Jacobs, so it's all air raid with J Jalen Hurts and Henry Ruggs, and he's also got Darren Waller, and now the addition of Dante Pettis, how he can take some of that pressure off of Ruggs, uh, even though sometimes it's still the ball is still going to go to number 11. The defense, the defense is still, it just got that question mark, like, eh, like you know, can he use himself away from some of the problems? The run defense can be so leaky, he can give up big plays because the corners do get caught against some very fast, uh, you know, and athletic receivers. Uh, around the league i gotta ask though are the raiders contenders or pretenders wakanda i'll come back to you <laughs> i knew you were gonna say me first uh uso is my guy but um i would say pretender and the reason <laughs> why i would say i have to be honest if he was here i would i would say it too and the reason why i'm gonna say pretender is for exactly what kylo just said he's gonna have um, to deal with J-Rod, man. And the problem that he's going to run into, and we kind of glossed over and you just mentioned it, which I appreciate you mentioning, man, is the Josh Jacob trade. I think he underestimated his ability to be able to run the football and play complimentary football uh, without Jacobs. I uh, think that by him having to score, you know, 35 to 42 every game to win, it's just not something. He's going to be able to do it against a good portion of the league. But the guys that you need to beat to want to, you know, be win a championship or contend for a championship in our league, I don't think it works. And I think you can point to the showdown that him and Kylo had where, you know, for segments of the game, he played really well. But because he can't get stopped defensively or impact the game on his user defensively against the good guys that can make reads consistently down the field, that's going to um, get him into trouble. And then as soon as people, 
you know, make the adjustment to try to take away rugs, that's where he kind of made some mistakes. So, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to learn stuff against J-Rod and not pick up tendencies. I'm not saying that, but I think if if we're looking at who's going to beat Taco, I, I would say right now, I, would, I wouldn't say it would be him. So doesn't mean he won't make the, necessarily make the playoffs. I, I personally think that J-Rod's going to win that division. I don't. I still think that Samoa can make the playoffs. I just, I wouldn't think he'd be the one to, to be either of, of those two, unfortunately. I wouldn't be surprised, but I, right now I would say pretending for now. Yeah, yeah. You look at uh, the, the stats for the Raiders. What jumps out you at you immediately is the offense. The offense is number one in the league in total offense, scoring, uh, excuse me, accumulating over 473 yards per game, passing for almost 400 per game. Jalen Hurts is the league's leading passer. But then you look at the defense. They give up 315 yards through the air. And, you know, overall, they're about a middle-of-the-road type defense. They, they allow 33 points a game. So you're going to be able to put up points against that team. It's just about being able to stop them. If you're able to stop Henry Ruggs and be able to, you know, kind of manage the possessions a little bit, especially keeping, you know, keeping everything in front of you, you let those big plays go. It just gives him such, uh, such energy to keep rolling on the offense. That's the key. Kylo, what do you say? Is he a contender or a pretender? You know, that's why I was laughing because I, I was going to go with the same thing. I think he's a little bit of a pretender too. Not that he's not a good enough user to do it, but that defense, I mean, I, even with J.J. Watt, it was just you could do whatever because his corners are just so bad. And that's a big yeah. part in this yeah. Madden is having corners you can cover. And he just simply just doesn't have them. I mean, you can play the best defense. You can kind of make the right calls. But his leading corner right now is Trayvon Mullen, who's 82 overall, who's not bad. But he got 92 speed, but I mean, he's just not good either you know he's just your, your number one receiver even if he's not the best as long as he's a little bit better than that he's just gonna torch him all day and then there's no one else behind him to really kind of keep up with the number two or three or That's the even real a, problem, exactly. a tight end yeah so exactly. it's just he's got he's got just got to develop that defense like he did when he had tampa bay last cycle briefly before he uh came back later but you know he just got to do that again i don't think he's gonna be a contender until he can develop that deep it's not anything against him but that defense I mean, it's tough. It's a rough defense. Yeah, look, man, you look at that defense and it, we knew that coming into the cycle. We knew that he had to figure out the defense, figure out how the way he can get a star corner either developed or drafted some safeties. Like you said, with that Tampa Bay team last year before he left and came back, he was I mean, the first two drafts, he dominated in picks. I mean, he he yeah. made some trades to get a couple of I think extra maybe a first round or a couple of second round picks. But I mean, he, he told he, he's one of those guys that goes best player available all the time. He finds a way to make the player he selects fit, you know, fit what he does instead of trying to, you know, get guys that fit a scheme or anything. Like He just wants to get the best guys and he finds a way to, you know, make their skills shine within what he wants to do. And I, I like that. I like that. And, you know, that aggressive kind of mindset, like I'm just going to pick the best guy and I'll figure it out. Like and he was doing that last year, had some great safeties, developed them superstars. I mean, he was one of those guys early on that had a lot of guys lighting up on the defensive side of the field uh, when, you know, once the ball was snapped. I seen Trayvon Mullen in a few games this year. And even with the 92 speed, he's been getting cooked. I mean, I watched yep. the game against uh, I. I think that was the game that they tied. And, you know, he had just got a big score. He was up. And you can kind of—he was starting to get the momentum back in the game because he was down a little bit, and he got—he got—he scored, got a stop, and scored. And then I got the ball, and it was immediate. Tyreek Hill or McCole Hardman gone. Like it was—you know—it was nothing you can do. You try to press, 
and those corners don't, especially if you're blitzing if you try to press it's nothing back there that's going to help you you know if, especially if you're not using no safety so um that is definitely a concern because you got to have guys on the edge that can be able to take away certain matchups you, you know, or at least have a chance in a one-on-one -on -one situation where you know your guy's gonna be able to make a play and you don't know if those raiders dbs can do that Urah, what do you say is he a contender or is he a pretender Oh, he, he's definitely a pretender because you, you oh, can't definitely. have you you can't have an offense like he got the best he got one of the be best offenses in the league with with rugs top and, top and one, yeah it's that, crazy that pass offense is one of the best but it's like going out and buying two hundred dollar nails for your girl and then having single ply toilet paper at the house and you don't have any <laughs> pressure on that and it just breaks. You can't, you can't have single Ooh, is back, ladies nails. and gentlemen. <laughs> I love that, that it. Defense, that defense is single-ply toilet paper. You you can't single have that. Jeez. <laughs> you mm. got to have with mm. that offense. Mm. You can't just yeah. have $200 nails with that single-ply. You, you got to yeah, have that tough. defense. At least get double-ply or something like the rest of the, uh, the division got. But now yeah. he, he's right now he's a pretender. It's just tough. If you look at that division, you've got uh, Tyree Kill and, and Miko Hardeman, you know, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Scotty Miller. And then you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. And, you know, I forgot Travis Kelsey as well. And then Noah Fant and, you know, Albert O. You know, you got speed at the skill positions at all other three teams in that division. So the rest of the division is, you know, trying to build to have pieces. You know, you know, he did he did try to, you know, it's not like he didn't make an attempt. He did try to add JJ Watt. You know, he got JJ Watt at it. But the games that I've seen, he hasn't been having the impact that I think he anticipated. You know, he's been able to, you know, develop Jonathan Abram. But it's like you said, it's not necessarily that Trayvon Mullen's a bad corner, it's that he's his best corner. And that's what the problem is. Is that Trayvon's covering one guy and you know, struggling. And then he's got God knows who else out there against the these other you know, second and third and tight end one option. Um, and that's where it's going to become a problem for him. So do I think that, you, you know, he should be able to get it turned around and, and you know, taken care of long term? I would think so. I would think so. But as of now, I would say no. I would say it depends for sure. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be iffy for bro. I, that's, that's a that's, tough we, division. To it is so bro. tough, especially with J Rod there now, man. It is <laughs> it's it's a it's a war, man. And, and we expected that division to be that good, even when DK was with the Broncos. Now you got J Rod, four time champ, especially a guy that's pass heavy. DK was looking to be pass heavy this cycle. He wanted to pass more. He was starting to build those receivers yeah, up. That Josh course, Allen trade. I, we're gonna circle I, back I, to that in a few seasons. We're gonna look we're gonna look back at that trade later on. And I'm telling you, man, that trade could be one of those ones we look and say you know what he went and identified a guy if, if i can copy my one of my one of my favorite people to listen to uh on tv max kellerman he says all the time you identify a guy you see what he can do okay i can do that with this guy i want him and he did that immediately he went talked to t wayne said hey look what do you want for this quarterback and I don't want to help him, man. Jesus. <laughs> right, right. You gotta have a little hate in your heart. But speaking to T Wayne, he knew what he wanted to do, and he felt that you know I could I could do what I what I want to do on offense without Josh Allen. I could maybe go find my own quarterback without having to pay him when it's time to pay him. Um, I thought it was a little bit early for that decision, but I did respect the idea behind it. He really had a plan for it, which is why the trade made sense once he broke it down. Um, you know, to to a couple guys behind the scenes. Look at J. Rod and 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 the battle that he'll have to go through. Uh, someone will have to go through going up against him. 
um again still i regardless of how he's been looking so far this season that's still a formidable opponent especially with that offense mahomes of course you gotta you gotta figure out something now what's in his favor we spoke about it the number one pass offense jalen hurts is completing 73 percent of his passes which i think is very good for a samoan led team but the thing is he does throw some interceptions he's he at does, 23 he turns it over too he's at 23 interceptions for the season uh the i can relate to the completion percentage and throwing a high number of picks uh because out of his what it looks like 88 incompletions he's thrown 23 picks so that's you know that that's that's a lot of interceptions where you're missing reads or you're missing you know you're not throwing out of bounds or you're not you know not a tip pass or just an errant route you're throwing picks and you want to protect the ball if, I, if he had that number say around anywhere from you know 13 to 15 i think we're looking at a maybe seven two and one team uh you know something around that i think he's had a couple games where interceptions definitely was the difference we're gonna keep an eye on what's going on with las vegas i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to round this up right now and this is the uso but i gotta see it bro because the defense it's hard to believe in that defense man it's hard to believe in your defense right now because you can get torched as much as you can torch other teams and sometimes that isn't always the best thing if you can go shot for shot for someone are you going to have the ball last can your defense get you the ball back when you need it the most or get the one stop that'll end the game right now i don't know if that raiders defense can do that so we'll have to keep an eye on what goes on with the raiders and the afc west because that is probably the hottest race uh in the msr right now for uh for division division supremacy um so we'll keep it moving we're gonna go over to the nfc and actually before we do that let me shout out one of our let's shout out lee crawler Shout out to those guys and what they do for the Madden community and also just gaming in general. League Crawler is a Yelp-style directory of leagues and players submitted by their community of users to help make the sports gaming community a better place to play. Their rating system allows any LC member the ability to find any league or player they know on PlayStation, Xbox, or even PC, which was we were talking about before today's show. And you can submit a rating or comment on their site. If you ever ran or been in the league, you know it's hard to find a good league to join or even harder to find good members to add to your legal community. So with League Crawler, you now have a tool to find a league you want to join or a player that wants to join your league. Once again, we want to thank League Crawler for being an official sponsor of the MSR and the MSR Network. Follow them on Twitter at League Crawler. NFC, fellas, we got a couple of really good teams to talk about and some guys that are maybe putting themselves in that true contender discussion and i'm interested to see what the panel has to say about these guys we're gonna start in the nfc east and now it's pretty it's pretty much a two-team race because you know my cowboys has, has all but shit to bed this season uh it's been a tough season for us we've been close to a lot of games we've just been coming up short so it's all about philly and what washington can do can washington be the one to take the top of the nfc east last year they did sweep the eagles but they weren't able to get ahead of them this season so far so at seven and three they score 40 points a game they do give up 30 a game but they have some really good wins on their schedule and number one is i say it all the time he is one of the more sneakier users in the league because he'll pop up and beat some really good teams and play very well he'll lean on that running back antonio gibson he'll he'll make some good reads he'll get some good drives flowing and he'll get some turnovers that'll help him figure some things out but that defense is leaky in the back end 31st in the league and pass yards per game and 31st overall in what they allow over 420 
yards given up per game. So with the top three offense, but a bad defense, Washington, a contender or a pretender? I'll start with you, Ura. Um, The way it sounds like, because I haven't really seen a whole lot of number one play, but when he's got his run game going, he's unstoppable and he's he can beat anybody in the league. But if you stop the, his run game and make him pass, he's doesn't seem like the greatest passer. And it sounded like he'd been rocking that single play uh, defense too. So I, I think, honestly, I think he's a pretender right now just because I know some of the elite NFC guys that we'll figure out we'll figure out run defense. So I I'm pretty sure it, it, he'll have to like be a he'll have to figure out his pass game to really be a true contender. But right now I think he's he's on that verge of being one. But he's he's a pretender right now. What do you say, Kylo, since you are the division mate? You know a little bit about him. You had some frustrating matchups with him last year. What do you think? Is he contending <clears throat> this year, or is he is he maybe on the verge of contending? Uh, it's tough with him because it's, it's like uh, Uber, I kind of hit it, you know, hit the nail on, on the head, whatever you want to say. But, uh, you know, if he, he gets that running game going and, and Gibson, you know, he's a very hard back to stop from experience. I mean, he just 150 yards is a, is a you know, is a given a game with him. Um, but Haskins throws him out of games a lot. And that defense, you know, without Chase Young, I know we're all thinking it, but without Chase Young, they're just... They're not the same. And Montez Sweat is, has been his replacement, and he's been good. And he's got, you know, Chison, who's been good as well. But, um, you know, Henderson, he's been good. You know, that cornerback he traded for. Miles Jack has made some nice plays. But he's I think he's really missing Chase Young. And he's had some guys develop, you know, this season. So we'll see how they play. But, I mean, that defense is not looking anything like it did last season. So I think that's going to be his Achilles heel. It's not that he can't put up points. It's not that he can't pass when he when he's called to. I mean, he can pass, but it's not it's not anything like a J Rod, right? You're not gonna expect right. Haskins to sit back there and you know throw it a bunch. And he's and he's got weapons, but he's just got weapons to do enough when you stop the run a little bit. That that's what it is. You're not gonna rely on Haskins to win you a game, and that's that's really where he's gonna run into issues with Haskins and uh, that defense giving up a lot of points. Yeah, so your answer is. So my answer is <laughs> this season. I would say pretender. Okay. Okay. I thought you okay. were going to lie and be nice. <laughs> Look, you look at this defense. One of the things about the Chase Young trade that I, I actually like was that he, even though he gave up uh, what, you know, we look at it as a, as a potential generational talent, um, he's got back a lot of youth and a lot of speed. Uh, Clavon Chase on comes in. Uh, you also picked up Ruben Foster, who just was upgraded to superstar dev in a, after a game today. Um, then you also have. Uh, you know, who else you got on this team? Uh, you got Sweat. You just spoke about Sweat. And then also, he, part the big part of the trade was Miles Jack. Miles Jack has come over. But you don't see the results. Again, the defense being last in the league, even the run defense is not that well. They're in the bottom third of the league in that department. So it, it's, it's, it's throwing it. It's kind of throwing you for a loop. You know, it, 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 like, what is this defense? You know, how good can this defense be? Is it all about the future with them? Or were they, were they looking to build this defense or trade for this defense? And take it now. Were they looking to do things and take that next step now? Look, seven and three, they're right in the thick of things in the NFC. You all know you got to get at least 11 wins to be in a dance, 11 or 10, especially with the seventh spot now, uh, to be in the NFC. And even then, that couldn't be enough, depending on how good, you know, some of the other guys are. So, um, that, that's, the, that's the concerning part. That defense and then, of the, the course, the turnovers. I feel Ura hit it right on the head. 
when his run game is going, he is one of the better users in the league because it really opens up the rest of his game. It calms him down. It makes him be more focused on just, you know, you know, getting uh, points on the drive. Uh, Gibson has the ability to, 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 to break away and make have some big plays happen. It's just about can he get stops? Can he can he get stops and can he not stop himself? And I think that'll be the key. Wakanda, what do you say? Uh, I mean, I I would say pretender. I mean, that, to me, I think that's the correct answer. I just think it's tough because I think if you're judging the trades, I feel like he's in win that now now mode because he gave up his first and his second. You know, the first for Mark Andrews and then the second in the trade to acquire Jack C.J. Henderson and Caleb Ronche Son. So, um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a trade we're going to have to circle back to a few seasons, too, to see how it's played out. Because um, with the way that Madden plays and with how hard it is to get a pass rush, just seeing, like, how he was being able to generate it without having the blitz, I think that's such a commodity. I can speak from that, you know, first-hand experience going from having you know, one good pass rusher to having three. It makes all the difference in the world. So if you already start with one and then the other guy is 90 speed, like Montez Sweat was, and you got Kerrigan and, and Allen and, you know, the front seven that Washington has to start, um, it makes it tough. But as, as far as, you know, why he would be, it's basically what they've outlined. I think, um, you know, it took Ura all of 20 minutes to say that somebody can't pass. But <laughs> I do think that he, uh, number one, does struggle in the passing game at times. And again, I think as far as if you're looking to beat guys, you know, that are winning, you know, championships and, and going to be contending for them, that's that's a that's a requirement, man. That's a prerequisite. If you can't do that consistently, make reads down the field and exhibit good decision making, because uh, that's just as important as being able to make the reads. Yes, running the football helps. Um, but if you can't make reads down the field and more importantly, know when not to, um, that can be the difference between winning and losing. And at times he hasn't he's shown that he uh, um, struggles to do that at times. Now, does that mean that he would, we would be surprised if he won though? Cause I think he's got, you know, the talent for sure defensively to do it. And if he can, you know, be in a situation where he only has to throw it 10 to 15 times, then yeah, that's going to be the optimal setting for him. But anything outside of that, yeah, I think he would run into trouble against, you know, the, the upper part of our, our conference, or if he were, you know, playing, you know, whoever represents the AFC. So I would say pretender for now, but, well, this will be, you know, a team that we we'll want to keep an eye on in the next coming season just to see how the rest of that defense develops and, if, um, you know, how he progresses um, as a user. So for now, That's I would say contender too, though. I would, I, would, I would be in agreement with that. But I think I think he's in – I mean, judging off the trades, I would say he's in win-now mode. You know, I don't think you trade your first and second if you're not confident that you can try to make a run now. So that, that that's what it will lead, lead me to believe, at least. Good point. Good point. And another thing to add with uh, number one um, is, you know, you spoke about him minimizing the pass. You know, can he keep it to a minimum, not forcing himself to have to win the game with Haskins? One thing I can say that I can connect with with him is that I know that he wants to be a better passer. I know that uh, he definitely feels that he can definitely win himself a game with passing. And for someone like myself in last year's playoff, my whole focus entering the playoffs, that game against Kylo, was to, you know, exhibit that I can win with the pass. And I had a great game passing, three TDs, only one pick, 300 plus yards. But regardless of the fact, it, you know, whether I won the game or not, it was that that's something that you have to hone in on. You know, OK, my bread and butter is the run game. My bread and butter is play action, you know, opening up the field that way. 
you can still play your game, but you also have to show different wrinkles. People have been watching you all season. They know your tendencies. They start to figure out, you know, when you're looking for this guy, what down the distance you're doing this and that on. If that's how you are and nothing changing, then you get to that adjustment. You're getting, of course, when you get in the playoffs, you're playing better guys. You're playing, you know, more top competition. You're going to have to have some different tools and then and, tool shed. And I want to know if he can do that. But outside of what you guys say, I actually think he could be a contender because I see what he what he has to go through down the stretch and if you look at you know some of the guys that he still has to play again that game against j-rod will be the key that's going to be the game i feel that you know we'll really well. yeah that's going to be a game i really feel like that shows if he is ready for the big for the big stage is he ready to you know show that you know he's going to be one of the top three seeds in the nfc because i think that'll be a good ceiling for him to get to regardless of you, you know two and three seeds you're going to play the first weekend but it could it could get him to a good matchup now the only thing is that he would have to be kylo to get to that part because that means you have to win a division so he'll have to find a way to beat kylo in their second matchup of the year um seven games looking down the stretch man look he, he's he's got he's got a uh, he, he no, just kylo beat swept him. <clears throat> oh he did kylo okay they played him. twice excuse yeah. me okay so he's, he's, got, he's got a tough five game stretch man he plays j-rod dub me Samoan, and then Ura. Yeah, in, yeah, in that's what I'm saying. Like, so, it, so. It, 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 he's going to have to show it now. We'll that's that's what I'm getting sure. to. We're about to find out. You know, we'll I, I will kind of put it. I, I feel he can be a contender, but I feel like it's almost like a push right now. Like, you got to show me. Because he gets to 12 and 1, you know, or 12 and 4, 13 and 3 with that with any schedule. I think that question answers itself. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely have a chance to do it. And here I go talking about people I still have to play. <laughs> Anything <laughs> that, that episode that didn't record that ended up turning into a hell game. <clears throat> but yeah, man, I, yeah. I agree with you. I, he's definitely shown in spots that you know in other leagues. You know, I'm in Solden, obviously, and he's you know has a team in Genesis. He's our defending Genesis champ. Like he's shown that he can do it in spurt. I just need to see more consistency of it doing. Because if he if he gets any of that with the the run game that he's shown with Gibson, um, then yeah, that that answer changes completely. Sir. That's the key. Huge key. Antonio Gibson, second year guy, really starting to become uh, one of the, you know, one of the top running backs in the league, especially in production. I mean, he's he's had another great season to start off. 1,300 yards right now, 16 TDs, one of the top uh, TD uh, guys in the MSR. And, you know, it helps complement the rest of the offense. He's got four receivers with over 475 yards. Um, so he's, he's definitely balanced. He wants to be balanced. And I think that's the key. Stay balanced don't you know don't force things you know you got terry mcclone who's pretty much that's his big play receiver he looks to kind of get him and sims going um he just got emmanuel hall devved up the star so he's looking he's definitely got some pieces for the future uh to really be a a constant threat uh in the nfc and especially in the nfc east with myself and kylo and coach so that should be fun that should definitely be fun but again haskins just 62 percent passing 27 touchdowns but just 20 picks. So I think he just needs to limit the mistakes, keep the game within the balance, give the ball to Gibson and, you know, let, let's flow that way. Let's flow that way and see what you have, you know, on the other side of that. In the playoffs, that'll be the key. Can he get there? And he's going to have to earn it. Five games, like you said, is that, that gauntlet is, is no joke. He's going to have to really put up or shut up. Moving on in the NFC, we're going to take it to the NFC North. We got Dub. Dub's looking good. We called it last year on the podcast, last season on the podcast, excuse me. We, we said it, you know, MSR 25. Dub's going to be one of those guys next year and the rest of the cycle you got to think about because when he's on, he's so dangerous. He can really beat almost anybody in this, you know, in this community. 
Um, seven and two, a great start, averaging over 37 points a game. It's three and one in the division, uh, five and two in the conference. He's he's got some really good wins on the schedule. He's got some really good players that's becoming of age. Uh, he's developing a young quarterback, and he's got Aaron Rodgers on the bench. And it, it was a it was a nice nugget that Wakanda brought up in the pre-show meet about how uh he could potentially you know as long, if he as long as he plays as good as he is now you know he could he could maybe just come out of the womb and just bring aaron Rodgers out out of out of the you know out of the bullpen like mario uh mariano rivera and just say hey look i, I need you right now just let's take take it to the crib because you know only thing you're going to get from playing a rookie quarterback in the playoffs it's just the XP, you know, they're not going to really dev up or anything like that. So um, if he wants to, you know, start Aaron Rodgers and 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 try to take this, you know, this run for a title uh, in the NFC, he could do that if he wants. Devontae Adams having a great season. Um, you know, he's got some other guys stepping up. Gabriel Richardson, Xavier Davis, uh, and then the rookie running back, Jason Howard. That's another thing. Dub really hit money in the draft. He was yeah, really... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he had the best draft. Every I think that was almost almost unanimous from a lot of guys that you spoke to around the league. Uh, how Dub really hit a lot of good picks. His defense is taking the ball away, and they're number one in the league in total defense, averaging three, just giving up just three hundred and forty plus yards a game. So, I come to you, Kylo. Is Dub a contender or is he a pretender? I think he has a little bit more. Uh, he, I think I'm gonna go for Tender just because I think he has a consistency issue, a little bit like number one. Not, not you know, a little bit more, ex, you know, of an issue than number one because I think number one has shown it a little bit more. But I mean, Dub is seven and two, but he lost two head kind of head scratches in the beginning, and then since then, I don't think he's really played any anybody that's really that threatening besides maybe King, which he won, and uh, TJ, which he won, but not by much. Um, so I think he's going to have to show me a little bit more. Now, having said that, you're right. He absolutely just hit on almost every single pick in the draft. And these guys are coming in and making an impact now. Like Jason Howard, yeah, rookie, he's been phenomenal. Gabriel Richardson, the guy I just spoke about, he's a rookie. He's been phenomenal as well. Then uh, he also has uh, that linebacker. What's his name? Oh, I'm going to forget. Colby Lane, who's starting for him. 84 speed linebacker already got like three three chips he's 77 overall now and he's got another safety that he drafted it was pretty good who's starting and making some impact i mean these rookies and this team is maybe not a contender right now but you can look at around the other league like we said from like samoa and other people that they're going to be a contender in my opinion i think dub has got to get more consistent with his gameplay and use his pieces a little bit better and more consistently but this team is, is like with Aaron Rodgers starting, even with Jordan Love starting, they have the pieces to be a contender. It's just a matter of, you know, if he can show up, really, that's all it is. Because we've seen him beat everybody who is a good user. He beats the top users and then he'll lose to the, you know, bottom half the next week. So it's just that if he can, you know, string together some consistency and where that's going to show is in the playoffs. If he makes it there, you know, you got to show, you got to be consistent. You got to be the best you you ever been i don't know if he can do that yet yeah that that's good that's the key for dub we've said it before multiple times. i've said it before he's one of those guys man when he's on he's on and he can really look strong man i mean i i, I point to the game last last season in msr 25 uh against uh against the vikings on, on showdown i mean he really came out again he didn't really have a good record you know minnesota was riding high they were feeling good already to start the season and he came out and he met the he met the match like he met the energy he came through defense got an interception on the first drive and he rolled that wave all the way through just fell at the end 
uh, at the last second drive before he threw interception, but he was right there. And that's that's the thing. He is so competitive. He's always a guy that you have to think about. You know, he, he's, he's good with adjustments. He he does get a feel for what you're doing. And he tries to find little wrinkles to throw you off. And now that he's got a team that he looks to be building his way, there's also another, uh, another quick little nugget. I don't know if anyone remembers, uh, but I said this on the team selection show. Dub picked the Packers because you know he's got family that you know is is connected to Packers players on the team so he just felt like it was almost like in the cards for him to pick up the Packers team and for him to hit on the draft the way he has and now this season's taking off uh for him and you know starting off seven and two yes the schedule could be debated a little bit thus far but as we say all the time you have to win those games for people to talk about you because if you lose them they're going to talk about you anyway so you better win them and he's been winning those games and that's the key. that's the key you got to beat the teams that maybe you know you would be favored against and then you know let's let's see how you match up against those better matchups as the season goes along now looking at his last seven games down the stretch he's got the bears Steelers, washington he's got the he's got red and the lions reds about 500 so that should be a good game hoff who's always tough he's got rhino even though he's two and seven that offense has got to be reckoned with and then he finishes off week 17 against hot uh, undefeated hot team right now so who knows what that matchup will what, what that matchup will be for uh in terms of postseason i'll go with you on this Urah. what you think double contender or is he pretending um i want to say right now, i want to say he's like that fringe contender because like I, I don't think his 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 young superstars are really there to help propel him to be a contender to really compete with how the NFC is set right now. His defense is set in the secondary with Savage and Jairi Alexander, and he's got a good amount of speed in the secondary, which is pretty much the most one of the most important things to have in this Madden right now. I think that he is a year or two away from being a good contender if he can keep up good play like he's doing and develop Jordan Love and maybe get another weapon on offense to go with Adams. But right now I, I view him more as like he's he's still he's still on that pretender, but he's he's on the verge of being the contender type team. He's a push, right? That's what I say. I think he's a push because, you, like I said, we know what you can do. It's just about can you show it, especially with a team that's starting to grow and figure it out. And I also want to check myself. I said uh, him maybe not starting a rookie quarterback. Jordan Love is not a rookie. He's a second-year quarterback. Uh, so I didn't want to correct that. Wakanda, I'll come to you, man. NFC, uh, we talk about him in our own conversations, man. Like he's one of those guys that can really be tough. Uh, he's got a good team. What you think? Is he contending or is he pretending? Yeah, man, the game season one, uh, MSR 25, that's, or 24, excuse me, probably the toughest game I've played so far was when I played Dub. So um, would I say that he's a contender right now? No, uh, but he, like you said, he's close. He's, he, of the guys that aren't, or I think that will, you know, have to beat, you know, you know, Kylo, myself, Ha, you know, that, that group in the NFC, he's got the best team equipped to do it. And like I said, if he, you know, if he's smart, he plays Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And he'll have Rodgers for the playoffs. But um, defensively, he's playing well. You know, he just got a big win against TJ. And the biggest takeaway I saw from that game was that he made good throws down the field. He made really good decisions. And that kept him in the game. Um, and the time management was good, too, to close the game out. I, I was impressed to see that. Because uh, that's, that's kind of that next step for a lot of guys. Could be. That's a big step. That's, he's yeah, got to so, gotta make it, though. He's got to make it. Got to make that. Yeah. Shit. So I think, you know, the schedule thing, 
still kind of tough because you know on the one hand him and TJ are going to have really tough games and they and they've had that but the rest of their division isn't very good and it makes for their schedule end up being a lot easier than some of the other guys going into it. Um, the hop game will be interesting depending on where they are for seeding implications and you know if, if starters getting up getting played in that week 17 matchup but like we always talk about you just got to play who's there we don't control those schedules and if you win you win so it don't really matter um but i think him him number one and simone are all similar to me in a lot of ways i just think that of the three when i watch them um dub ceiling is the highest i've said it on broadcast that when he makes when the decision making is right he is a really good passer like he makes good throws on all three levels the problem is his basement in comparison to the other two where i think if the other two um feel themselves throwing themselves out of games they'll run the ball double throw himself completely out of the game um and that's what has me kind of concerned so i'm We've a little apprehensive yeah yeah so it, it his his bad is you know a little bare bueno bad whereas you know i don't think number one's bad is that bad his bad is still bad but he won't you know completely throw himself out of the game like, i've seen games where number one has you know gotten down 10 14 you know, and still be running the football. Whereas Dub, you know, I've seen games where he got down, maybe against got somebody he shouldn't have, and that lead got up to 24 because he threw himself out of the game, you know? Yeah. So that's what would have me concerned. But so far from what we've seen, like you said, two losses that aren't particularly the greatest, but two wins that I would say are pretty solid. Um, and, and like I said, just the how he closed the game out, that second half against TJ, once TJ made his run to get back in the game, and you know the, the two the two drives to respond to TJ scores and then how he handled that four minutes um to close the game out I was impressed with so I think um it's there you know he's got the like I said I hate the the Packers as a Bears fan I hate the Packers but as far as CFM wise they're perfectly built particularly for this Madden man with you know having Amos and and Savage and then you got Jared Jair Alexander and the rest of that defense you know, you have speed. You know, he's drafted really well. He had arguably, I wouldn't even say arguably, he definitely had the best draft as far as, you know, ready-made players. Um, and he's been able to, to run the ball with some success. Um, his problem is just going to be, man, if he if he he's another guy where if he can stay anywhere in that 15 or 20 pass range, I like his chances against most guys in this league. It's just if he's not able to or you getting him into those third and longs, is he going to consistently the entire game make the right decision the whole game? Um, and I think we'll find out. You know, I, I think that's a, that's what it'll be for all three of those guys. Now, defensively, um, I've seen him, you know, impact the game, and I think that's what's really going to help him against some of our more gifted offensive users, especially on the NFC side. So that's why I think he has a chance. I just I just got to see him do it in the playoffs. If he does it in the playoffs, then I think contender going forward. But I would say pretender for now, and he's just you know on the outside looking in. But he can definitely kick that door down. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think of the four, you know, J-Rod's clearly a contender. I don't even think that was even going to be a debate. But of the remaining three, he's the closest. Because I think his defense is the best of the three. He's playing the best defensively of the three. And I think his ceiling on offense is higher than the other two. So I think I think he could be really cool. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think Dub is right on the cusp, like we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you and that's know, he, not he, to say that, that Kylo, uh, that uh, Samoan and, and uh, number one aren't there. Like, it just shows, again, the depth and quality of our league. We're talking about guys that win other leagues that can that are like, you know, top three, four, five, ten users in other leagues where we're even having to say that word because it sounds bad, but they're all of them are, are, are solid and, and good users. But I think of those other three, I think Dub is the best of those three. 
Yeah, yeah. He he's he he's got a he's got a squad, man. He's got a squad that can yeah. really do some things. Very yep. athletic, very fast. Uh and they play physical, like you said, number one total defense in the MSR. One more team, and I'm gonna go quickly around the table on this one. I don't want to spend too much time on it because this is just a bonus team. I'm gonna throw this team at you guys, and I just wanna quickly, you know, maybe maybe 30, 45 seconds or less. Kylo, Perfect. I'll start with you. It's TJ. He's number one in the NFC North. Just a game above Dove at eight and one, Dove seven and two. Is TJ a contender or pretender, and why? Uh, see, I was just thinking about him honestly. I think it's a tough one because he can. I think I would have to lean contender just because I think that team is built really nicely, and he's shown that he can make that team and keep it going and be a little bit more balanced than I think it was before. Um, but. I don't know if he has enough playoff experience to be a contender. Doesn't mean he that can't do mine. it, but mm-hmm. I don't think he, he has enough playoff experience, at least in this, especially in this NFC, the way it's built right now. Um, I don't know if he has the, uh, has the stuff to do it yet. We're just gonna have to wait and see, but I think he can, he's skillful enough. He's knowledgeable enough. He's got the team. He's got a solid defense, not the best, but he's, it's solid. It has some good pieces, but He's got issues too on defense, and that secondary of his, you know, he has had a little bit of the Samoan mm-hmm. factor where those corners are going to get burnt against the better users with the better receiving cores, and that's going to be his Achilles' heel going forward. Wakanda, what you say? Um, pretender, basically for what he said. And boy, if there wasn't a guy that got neutered by the abilities from twenty to twenty-one, it's definitely Harrison Smith. Like. From what he was in 20 to what he is in 21 is, is kind of sad because I think he's one of the better players in, in football. But basically the same thing. I think looking at the secondary, looking at the offenses you would have to face or the AFC winner, um, I, w- I would put him slightly behind Dub, and especially after what I saw um, in their matchup most recently. So I would say uh, pretender, but barely. Ura, what you got? Um, I think he can be a contender because really in the NFC, in, in the playoffs, if you have a good game against a good user, you can beat anyone. And if you can string off a couple, you'll find yourself in the Super Bowl. His team is good enough. I know he's got enough skill, but it, it, his defense would really be the deciding factor about it. I think he's a contender in in the fact that he can do it, but I I, I, I want to say he's barely above the pretender line for me in the type thing. He he can do it, but I, I feel like he I can see it either way depending on how he plays. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys, man. Uh, especially about the defensive part. That's the part that worries me. And and more than anything is what Kylo said: the playoff experience. He hasn't done it. He hasn't been there against those guys when it's money time, guap drives. You know, you're down 10, third quarter. How do you get the ball back? What plays do you go to? Do you got a four-minute offense? I want to see that from TJ. You know, that's I, that's my you know, self-proclaimed, that's my stepson. You know, I want to see my boy, you know, I want to see my boy make some things happen. You know what I'm saying? I, he, he's a great guy, you know, plays hard, you know, game plays on point, you know, always around, active, participating, everything. He wants it enough. And I think that's another thing. He wants to prove himself against the big guys. Uh, from the games against on Genesis Showcase to now uh, being on Showdown when he first, I, I think he was like one of the guys at the end of the cycle that was on Showdown all the time. He had like two or three games in the last yeah. couple of seasons and he was really just always gung-ho, just looking forward to put on his best performance. And I think that's what he wants to do. He wants to have himself in that position to, you know, for people to have to say his name. They're going to have to talk about him. They're going to have to say, hey, look, don't count out those Vikings. And I think he's going to hear this episode and he, he he's saying, hey, 
you know, okay, now it's my turn to show you guys. And I think that's what we need to see from him. He's right on that line, right on that, you know, right on that push line where, yeah, you could see it, but now show us. And I think that's what's next for TJ. As we keep it moving, we want to shout out another sponsor here on the New Dawn Podcast. Here on the MSR Network, I am your host and commissioner, Tim. I got King O'Connor. Hello, and I got Uva back, man. Uva's back, bringing the noise here for us today. And want to shout out a big sponsor and the support of us, Allied Plumbing and Heat. They say a name that you can trust out there in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Shout out to Soden and the Soden Bowl for being a supporter of the MSR and the MSR Network. You can follow those guys on Twitter at Soden underscore Bowl underscore twenty. You can also download their app on Google or apple man they doing some big things with the sold and bowl app follow up on everything man they got stuff about scouts talking about the upcoming uh rookie draft class you can follow stats scores even check out the marketplace that they have where they do some nice uh incentive based uh purchases that you do to help improve your team uh so yeah shout out sold and bowl man big guys uh in the madden community follow them on the web sold and all right fellas this is a nice little treat that we have for you guys Brought by our returning man, the guy, the the, the co-creator of the New Dawn podcast. Again, Ura, he is back, and he's got something special for us, man. What, what, what you what you thinking about over there, Ura? I've I've been wondering because like first first uh, first time I've actually played a full year in a franchise. We we got we have big names throughout the entire cycle last year. You had Allen Robinson, his constant two thousand yard seasons in a running Madden. You had JJ 3K, you had Andrew Luck, you had uh, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack. Who Who's gonna be the next MSR royalty to come out from the team, from the players that we have currently right now, not counting future draft classes yet, because we don't really know who they are yet. But right now, who do you guys think is gonna be MSR royalty and just have that constant, they make plays the entire cycle. They are gonna be just big names the entire cycle. They are just that guy for the cycle. I think of two people right away. Who you got? Uh, <laughs> unless we come out with some 98-speed corners, Henry Ruggs is going to be well over 2,000 yards pretty much every season. And Cole McDonald, uh, what did he have, 70 total touchdowns last season? And TJ's still got him on a breakneck day. So unless we start getting some crazy corners in these drafts, I think Ruggs is going to put up some – uh, we're playing a video game, but video game numbers hold, Michael. All right. What about you, Kyle? Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, Ruggs is the clear-cut number one choice. I mean, he's just going to be that guy all cycle, especially under, with uh, under Simone's hands and stuff. Cole McDonald's an interesting one, too. Um, but for all the other offensive guy I'm going to pick is Antonio Gibson. Um, I think you put him with a, a runner, uh, you know, a good, a great runner in number one, and he's got speed. He's got 94 change of direction. He's got 93 speed. It's just, he's just a, you know, he's a recipe for a guy like uh, number one. Now on the defensive side, though, um, I think a guy that's going to be, you know, kind of the Khalil Mack kind of thing is going to be Aaron Donald. I mean, he was Aaron Donald was impactful last season, but not really super impactful until you took them over. Uh, um, but he's just kind of been there right now. He's at 11 sacks and he doesn't even have anybody else around him on that team to really, you know, take the pressure off him. But he's just Aaron Donald. And I think that they did a nice job of making him be kind of realistic and just be a completely dominant force still. So I think Aaron Donald's going to be that guy still. And he's still not that 
that old, so he's going to be there the whole time with a good user like Hop. Um, and then with that, another guy on the Rams is Jalen Ramsey, and then that's part of it too, is that the Rams didn't have Jalen Ramsey before, you know, in the last cycle start, but now they do, and that number one corner right. is that guy who's going to be able to shut down that Rugs, and he does that every game, and you got Donald pressure up the middle you can't escape it and then you try and force the ball and Ramsey's there to pick it off it's just a one-two combo that's going to be tough to break all cycles I think I'm going to go th go those two guys man these are really good choices man uh I I'll take a stab at this man and I I I'll actually probably take a little bit off the ledge on this one I'm gonna go with Jared Stidham and the reason I say that is Ed is flying under the radar with his quarterback play and it's not world beater you know, he's 15th in the league, you know, just above 2,500 yards. But I'm telling you, man, Ed knows what he's doing with New England. And that's a team that is a rebuild. They have to find a way to retool that defense, get some playmakers in there. And you got to have a steady quarterback. And he's doing it with Jarrett Stidham. Now, I don't know how long he's going to keep the quarterback, but I feel from conversations with him that he wouldn't mind trying to keep that guy around um, and, and figuring some things out with him. Another one that steps out to me uh because of just how uh aggressive this user is i'm thinking about donovan people's jones i i want to see you know he had a great rookie season he started off hot um and you know he made himself a name because of the injury that odell beckham had that kept him out for a good chunk of the season he found himself a, a top number two receiver i think the guy can be a true number one receiver um you know, especially as aggressive a Hoff likes to play, he likes to, you know, chuck it deep down the field, likes to find uh, the mismatches. Um, I think that's another guy. Again, I would like to see more stats from him, though, but that's a guy that I'm thinking about because he can always get in the end zone. He's a big play guy. Uh, I just I think that's one we'll think about uh, down the line because I think Hoff is definitely going to have to lean on him as Odell's contract uh, wanes and he'll be a little bit older. Another player on the defensive side of the ball. I was going to say Jalen Ramsey, but you took that one. So I'll go with Savage, Darnell Savage Jr. Um, that's the player that Dub is connected. And I think that's the guy that he really wants to get the most out of. Um, he's been, you know, very, as I spoke about it earlier, you know, that's the, there's a player that his, I think I want to say his brother or brother-in-law uh, either, you know, played with or they, they were cool. And um, he's got a connection to his family. And seeing the, the season that Savage has had, uh, the, the, this first, you know, 1.5 season, um, I think that's a player that we're going to see constantly leading the league in interceptions, making big time plays. And that's going to be key for that Packers defense because we all know they're, they're kind of built very well, especially at the anchor positions. Uh, they, they got a lot of athleticism, a lot of speed. And I like seeing Savage make some plays. He's a safety, a small safety, um, but he's a he, he makes a world of impact, almost like Tyron Matthew a little bit. Like, you know, he just... He's small in stature, but he can play him anyway. We can play him at corner, play him slot corner, play him at safety, roam him around a little bit, and figure out some things uh, with him. So I'll take a little bit off the ledge a little bit because you guys kind of did grab one. Another one I will highlight again is uh, Antonio Gibson. But if I can add one more before we keep moving, fellas, Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. I do want to say him. Jonathan Taylor because of what Taco does on offense. Right back to really the wrong guy. <laughs> he went to the uh, – he, 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 just, he just really – um, has gone crazy on the offensive side to start the cycle. Uh, Jacob Easton had crazy. Uh, that's the one you were probably talking about with Jacob Easton. Yeah, I think Jacob uh, Easton. Yeah, I yeah. And I, I figured somebody would say that, so I didn't want to take it. But yeah, that that's yeah. one Jonathan Taylor I like because, you know, you're not seeing Taco run the ball like we used to. He said he was a runner before in the MSR. I wasn't here for that. Um, but seeing him now, and he's a he, 
right now, Jonathan Taylor is leading the league in Russia, uh, right, right above Antonio Gibson by a couple of yards. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's that's interesting, man. I, and I like that. I like that segment, Uwa, because it really puts uh, a spotlight on guys. And now we have a chance to keep track of these guys, see how they develop. What big, you know, what moments do we have to look back on? Uh, we had the JJ3K season, which was ridiculous. Uh, we had a 2,000 yard season already with Henry Ruggs. So we have some, you know, some some hallmark moments that we can already look back on. Let's see if we can get some more uh, here. Well, fellas, we've come to the final part of the show. What a great episode this has been. Episode 31 of the New Dawn Podcast. Again, I'm your host and Commissioner Tempo. Got Wakanda, got Kylo, as well as Urav returning to the crew here with us tonight i gotta ask though fellas uh what's on your mind before i wrap us up you know what's one thing that's on your mind uh you know around the msr madden uh i'll start with you kylo hmm one thing that's on my mind uh i'm excited for these i mean we we spoke about it briefly in general chat today or was it yesterday i forget uh either way these new updates that are coming for to franchise i mean i'm I think they're they're going to be under the radar, but they're going to have such a huge impact, in my opinion, on our league, either for good or bad, depending on how well they are done. But I'm just kind of looking into that. We have the, that first one coming on the 12th, and that's there's a lot that's in there. That the dev aggression tuning being the, probably the biggest one, and I think they come out this the scenario, the breakout scenario tuning too, with the quarterback scenarios and whatnot. I think that's just going to be absolutely massive for our league and and everything else. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice, nice. What you got, Wakanda? Anything on your mind, bro? A lot. But what I'll say, I, I'm kind of, I am excited for the updates. I feel like they should have shipped with the game, but that's another conversation. On a huge rabbit hole that we don't have to jump down. But on a serious note, what I did want to do was apologize to the community. Um, if you've been paying attention over the last few days, I've got two different uh, discipline infractions for not following the rules. And I just wanted to reiterate something that I said when I, you know, join the staff and you know taking over the lead in genesis is that you know this community is something that is a privilege it's not a right and the rules apply to all of us including the staff so while a lot of people have um you know asked about you know next steps and and all those things is really about making sure that all of us are upholding you know the standards of our rules and most importantly our admins we're supposed to be above reproach so i did want to apologize about that and secondly say yeah that hopefully this shows um, some people in our community that were more skeptical about some of the things that have transpired this cycle that we are playing favorites um, that the rules do apply to everybody and there are consequences when you don't follow them um, so it wouldn't be fair for me to get on here and we talk about people who leave when things don't go the way they want to or um, are upset when thing, the determinations are made that they don't be agree with and then not address what happened with me so I was hoping to go last but I wanted to share that with the community because by the time you guys hear that um, those will be a, have been announced obviously my man look before i even continue what i was going to say <laughs> i just want to say thank you bro because that that, that caught me off guard i wasn't even gonna uh touch on I that mean, it I, is what it is, it is and, and, and you know is. that we, it is it what it is, what it is. <laughs> and yeah, you know what's crazy part about it you saying that for yourself so who that'll, that'll shut up a lot of noise that was said about you bringing that up before in the past but uh yeah. man yeah that that's that's a breath of fresh air and I'm, I'm hopefully that's a breath of fresh air for a lot of guys it, it it's nothing wrong with the tone of things and you know owning up mm-hmm. and showing a little accountability also want to shout out another guy that did that this week a boy smooth man smooth uh it's been a lifer here he's been here longer than me 
in the MSR community. And uh, he had a little bit of ding this week, uh, cutting Matt Ryan, who was over 80 overall. And if you're familiar with our rules, which are posted on Daddy Leagues, daddyleagues.com slash MSR, uh, he was able to, you know, immediately say, hey, look, it was a, a, a brain cramp by me. You know, I, I was thinking about my cat room. I was thinking about doing this and that and completely spaced. And I did something I shouldn't have done. I'm sorry. He, he I mean, he, he DM'd me like he let down his parent not that okay i'm not the parent but how he approached me by saying it, it was like yo i'm so sorry bro da, da, da. Like, right it, you know it caught me off guard was like no even me i'm like look man i understand i appreciate that you know that it, it's no big deal you know hey mistakes happen i appreciate that um but he kept no i just want to put it out there bro that's not that I, you know i would never do that intentionally that's not my thing and i really apologize and it, it, the fact that he came forward with that like you just did now is a great uh is a great gesture and also shows you know just the uh just the respect and you know just how uh you be able to stand up on your own on your own tin and you know sometimes just say hey look man things man, happen have some, nuts. Have some nuts <laughs> we grown men have some nuts man, i feel bad i more importantly feel bad you know for kylo one because i put him in a really awkward situation being our division rep because he's our rep for them seesaw we're playing the game it was a phenomenal game by the way um, that a lot of people didn't get to watch. I don't know why my notifications aren't coming up on my stream, but it ended up being an awesome game. And I didn't think about it until afterwards. And then when you guys approached me, I went back and watched it. I was like, yeah, can't even can't even argue with that. So it's more about the integrity thing. And, you know, we can't we can't talk about it and not be about it. I'm not I'm not with that at all. And I'm not going to be a part of something that, that people aren't with that. So um, I apologize. It ended up being a hell of a game. That was one of the more fun Game I played, we both ended up got up by three scores at different points of the game, and then obviously came down the last drive like it always does when we both play. So, uh, but it's just unfortunate, something I wanted to address because one, I felt like it was needed, and secondly, because you know it's just a consistency thing. We can't be up here talking about everybody else, and then if something happened to me, now I don't got nothing to say and being quiet as a person. No, that's hey, bitch assness. We don't do bitch assness. Hey, talk about it, big fella. Talk about it, man. <laughs> hey, man, you take your L's, you take them on the chin, the same way you take them W's, yeah, baby. Yeah, I appreciate exactly. that. So it, I can't be, you know, you know, when I win or if somebody do something, I say something, you know, and then obviously setting the standard for our, our Genesis members that listen too. Like, this is something that I want people to hear and understand. Like, the rules do apply to all of us. If you're seeing stuff that you don't think is right, whether it be from myself, you know, Tim, any other reps, any of our staff, you know, you can take the appropriate channels to to report that and not feel like you know you're gonna you know because we've been in leagues where it's been like that where you know the commissioner yes, feel like you can't you know talk to the commissioner or address something that they might not be doing properly you know we've been in those environments and those aren't good environments so we want this to be the best community possible for all of our members and like we say it's just a privilege and it's something that requires you know it's not a right you have to you know follow the standards and stuff that we have here to be a part of it and i fell short of it so that comes with consequences love that I love that, man. I'm, just, I'm yeah. over here grinning. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm over here grinning. I mean, it is what it is. We, I'm it's just a breath of fresh air. Man, I can't speak. It, I can't speak for nobody else, but I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I, I appreciate so. it, man. Definitely. <laughs> Ooh, Rob, what's on your mind, man? Before I wrap us up, two things. One. You guys really gonna have to quit pissing off good good players before they play me. I gotta play Wakanda after his suspension. Wakanda gonna come and kick my ass like Kylo just kicked my ass. We need to quit doing that. Also, two. Why, we need to get these these balls. I, I'm pretty sure the Colts are deflating balls. That's the only logical explanation for all these lower ass quarterbacks to have high completions. He got a quarterback that's got an 85 completion percentage. 
And Dugala's got over 150 attempts, and he's got a 71 complete. I feel ashamed to have a 67 completion percentage. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why I was like, why didn't either one of them say Jacob Eason? Because McDonald had 70 touchdowns, but Eason had like 65 passing touchdowns. Yeah, we gotta put some respect on like Eason. Yeah, yeah, yeah we gotta put some respect. Defending Super Bowl champ. Yeah, so man, it's gotta be healthy first. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'll no, get replaced the way it's going. Hell, that's why I'm, that's why I'm so excited about Rosen because I'm like, all right, y'all over here cooking with these little 62, 50. You know, he had the 59 overall quarterback in Madden 20. I'm like, all right, cool. I can't wait for Brady to retire. Now I get to do the dress rehearsal. <laughs> nice man well look fellas again thank you guys for being on tonight's show uh man this, this has been a great episode and I, honestly i feel like the last few minutes have really made this show as great as, as it was uh i want to wrap us up with some league news and talk about some things that's going on in the msr community uh first off i want to thank everyone for supporting the show follow us on spotify apple please make sure that you go to apple and submit a review some you know just let us know how we're doing definitely give us that five stars man because we're definitely looking to bring you guys some great content want to put that out there uh because we, we do a lot of work to get this show going and we got all of us have different schedules and uh especially when it comes to madden we're talking about a video game and everything around it uh we're trying to give you guys a, a glimpse into the life of a madden league and just how deep it goes and how much fun it is to pick up a controller and talk about the things that we do uh but i also want to speak about you know the how it take what it takes to run a league and uh you know over the last few weeks uh we've had some transition we've had some guys uh that have been a part of the league uh, for a long time decide to step away and most recently that was dk uh dk decided to leave the uh, msr to take care of some family things and you know just try to get himself together he ex he expects to come back uh probably sometime in 2021 um so of course that, that that's our brother right there he definitely is a is definitely a part of the msr family uh but with him leaving uh that left a big hole in the admin team uh i was you know standing by myself like will smith you know just looking around when everyone left him in the last episode like where do i go like you know what i mean like i was i was by myself like I, i've been by myself and just trying to figure something out but i'm not by myself i got a great rep squad i call them an extension of the msr staff they, they keep me flowing they keep the league rolling i think it's been a great addition to the league uh to have guys you know be an extension of the staff and you know help police uh themselves and, and the league as a whole so uh with that and of course if you if you're in the league you do know this uh but for those that don't know uh we've added a new member to the admin team and that is Hoff also know him as Hoffmeister929 uh Hoff has been a, a staple in the MSR community um especially since I've been here I think he was here before I got here uh but uh just the consistency is what sticks out to me um it, it, he's smart as a whip this is another thing i mean the dude is just super intelligent um you know very uh upfront which i respect direct communication you know he he, he tells it like it is um he, he isn't afraid to speak his mind and also uh, you know give you uh pro the proper feedback that he feels will help you know you know yourself grow and, and the league grow and he's all about the msr is one thing i could say uh, a big highlight for him in the last couple of cycles was building uh, a fantasy league he built that from scratch uh, he had a couple guys helping him coming up with some ideas uh behalf led the charge and he's got the fantasy uh league being a big part of the community i mean guys that are aren't even in the msr uh, maybe some guys that's on the wait list i believe has have jumped on before and of course guys in genesis he has been 
uh, just rallying those folks, making sure people feel a part of it. You know, every year he sends out the alerts to let folks know, hey, hey, you know, do you want to be a part of this? Let me know. You know, other guys sometimes will drop out so other people can join and, and get their chance to experience it. Um, but Hoff does a lot of great work every day, uh, tweeting, you know, everything, what's going on. He does stat, uh, stat comparisons at the end of every season, talk about how teams have improved. Um, I mean, he's been very, you know, uh, that's a that's a big analytical part that some, you know most most leagues if not all these don't really do so um just gives you that extra depth that extra immersion and hoff has been really uh, a leader in that department uh, not even just about the fantasy stuff but he is just a great member of this league uh from the the the, the bear sliding down the steps gift to uh you know just the, the the golf talk the stock talk i mean hoff is just a great guy and um, after speaking with him and getting his ideas of what he felt he could add to the team, uh, it became a no-brainer to bring him on. Uh, he's been around. Actually, even, even sometimes I, I joked with him about it. I said, look, man, I, I know you've made some comments about not being thought of and things of that sort. And I, I thought he was indifferent before. I thought he really wasn't you know, trying to be a part of that. Maybe just wanted to play his games and do his fantasy stuff. Uh, but he really feels like he can add uh, another uh, level to the admin team and be a part of the administration of the league. And, um, you know, why not? You know, he's a great guy, and I am proud and excited to uh, announce that Hoff is a part of the MSR admin squad. As well, I want to bring up a guy that is a big part of the community and has helped put uh, more visual to the community, you know, bring some of our gameplay to life, uh, just, you know, just bring out the, the creativity of this league. And that's Hop. Hop has uh, been a part of this league on multiple occasions starting in uh, Madden 19 and then also uh, in Madden 20 before leaving and then coming back at the end of Madden 20. We all know his talent. Uh, you know, one of those guys that does a lot of things from scratch. He doesn't, you know, he'll, he'll have his, you know, talks about, you know, doing things from templates and things of that sort. Uh, but he just has his his own creative buzz and he likes to do things his own way uh, by also trying to fit into what we want to do here as a, as a community and as a culture. And uh, Hop is, you know, he'll be taking over the MSR network uh, which you can follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MSR network. Uh, he's helped really build that that network up since his return. I was, I guess you could say, pseudo or interim network director after the changes we had last year. Uh, but that's his lane. That's something that he loves to do. And one thing about me is I like to identify folks that can do what they do best. And Hop is one of those guys that will put his best foot forward. Uh, he coordinates the showdown matchups. He's worked on overlays. He sometimes stresses too much. I tell him to calm down and not overwork work about logos and you know lower thirds and starting lineups. But he has these ideas that he wants to put in the forefront and really give us a full production. And he always talks about the production value of the network. And he really wants to put the best foot forward. And one thing we could highlight was the team selection show. Uh, you know, he the, the the user rank list. And another thing about Hop, a lot of people don't know that I'm gonna bring to the light. It was brought up before. Um, he was pretty much you could say working for the MSR when he wasn't in the league. Uh, he was my graphic consultant, someone I was working with. Um, he was teaching me things and also doing things for me. Uh, and just for the league, you know, graphics every night, showdown graphics, you know, future graphics, things that were coming up. Um, you know, just helping things, you know, myself and, uh, and Wakanda, you know, collaborating uh, with cleaning up the content on YouTube. So Hop has been a very key force here in the MSR and we wanted to make sure that he got his kudos and his flowers. And it was only right that he be the one to take over the MSR network and really put some things to the forefront. So I want to shout out him and congratulate him on that. 
uh fellas we're moving genesis is rolling now we do have a couple teams opening genesis with some recent departures but you know genesis is always a thoroughbred and i also kind of want to announce the call-up list uh for genesis before we wrap up tonight's show uh we have a couple of guys that have been making themselves known in the genesis community over the last few weeks uh since the recent call-ups and um you know it, it it's all about genesis is all about who is like genesis is 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 their league i I say that like genesis is only as popping or as hot as the guys in the league is the guys in msr can't make yeah the guys in msr can't make the league hot it's what you guys are when it's rolling when there's a lot of stuff going on it's those guys in genesis that's doing it they're they're whether it be their content whether it be their energy in the chats whether it be their participation on showdown events genesis showcase the whole nine that league is ran by the guys that are in it and you know i want to really put these guys on the forefront um in the list right now we don't have anyone in the mix right now because it's been a little quiet in certain areas so i want to shout out yeah so we want to have a couple guys that uh that we're going to talk about that they own the call-up list so as you guys know the full uh the way we do this in the the call-up team is uh you know we did it's no any particular order you know there's not in one through four these are the guys are going to be called up that's not how we do it uh but it's just a list of users that when there is a msr opening we will look to pick from this list and we're going to see who will come up to the msr so i'm going to say jt jt is still one of the guys we're looking at uh there's something i can say to maybe motivate jt a little bit but let him know that we you know we see him we know that he's there um, just make sure you're present, bro. Sometimes we don't know if you're around. Sometimes we don't know if family stuff is going on, work's going on, whatever. It it, it could it could come off as that you're missing. So I just want to let you know that we 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 would like you to come back to the MSR. You were a part of the MSR before, uh, but sometimes we just don't know where you are. We don't know where you're at. We don't see you. We don't you know. You may play your games, but we all know there's a little bit more than that that we do here in the community. So uh, still one of the guys that we're considering, but. Again, uh, just want to make sure that we do see you. So if there's anything going on, definitely DM us and make sure that everything's on the up and up. Also, Slip Tom, he is the current Packers user down there. Uh, and I'm, I'm also let Wakanda uh, talk about these guys in a couple seconds before we wrap up. Uh, we also have Porsche. Uh, he's one of the newer guys there. He's been making himself known in the community. Almost reminded me a little bit of Pain Train, just kind of the energy and when he when he does talk and things like that. And uh, also Joey. Joey is back in the mix uh, for the next call up. Uh, he's been streaming a little bit more and, uh, you know, participating in the chats. But again, that's from a small sample size. I would like to have, you know, a total of seven guys to mention, you know, with the, the call up list and then also the guys that are in the mix that aren't just there yet. But we see you, you know, we see you just, you know, got a little bit more to do uh, before you're up there with the main guys. But uh, those are the four people we're looking at right now in genesis uh if you you know find want to find a way to make yourself known please continue to stay active ask questions if you feel like you're you're not you know you're, you feel like you're lost or you're not really knowing what to do um there's, there's always something to do in the msr and we also know people have lives so we want to make sure we you know make sure there's a balance there as well so uh, those are the four guys we're looking at wakanda uh i'll go ahead and let you give your piece in before we get about it Man, I'm excited, man. We've got a, a great community. And so far, we've been able to move up guys that have had success. Nobody has had to come back down. We've only had one one warning for one member that's been uh, elevated to MSR. So I'm really excited about the guys that have been able to move up. And we're kind of continue to try to grow the pipeline and continue to establish our culture and make sure that guys understand what their expectations are from the, from the community. So um, I did want to give a couple shout outs specifically the guys recruitment wise and as you mentioned before we do have five teams open 
So if you can get in contact with me, um, particularly um, if you have guys from other communities that you that you played with, um, we definitely will take that as priority. I know a couple of MSR members have reached out to me regarding moving down. That's something that we can still explore, but right now the priority is to try to get new members um, into the community. So um, we mentioned the four, um, but I did want to shout out specifically um, Coach and Muck. Uh, Muck has been our biggest recruiter um, this cycle. Uh, we are getting guys directly from communities that he had been a part of previously, and they are, they're working out really well. We've gotten them into community. Also want to shout out Red as well. Red has been able to recruit guys and get them into the community as well. So we definitely appreciate you guys um, doing that. Um, I'm really excited, man, because I think looking at JT and Joey specifically, both of these guys have been in the MSR before. Obviously, Joey's one of one of the original members, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I don't know if you guys have been watching his streams recently, but he's kind of got the Star Wars theme um, going on. So that's been really cool to see. He's been really engaging the guys in the Genesis chat and kind of correcting stuff as he sees it, even if like the admins aren't around, which I think is good. So um overall it's been good man the guys that have moved up you know like Payne, emc um coach uh, have been able to move up and have success and contribute to the community so we're really excited um but the expectation for the guys in genesis is that you guys are um, doing things other than playing your games to stand out whether that means showing up to league events um interacting with any content that you guys see we're also looking at making some changes to how that's presented to you guys i know tim and i have kind of talked about it we have don't have anything set in stone but we'll kind of announced that at a, at a later date but i'm really excited about the group we have and we got a lot of guys that are um, really excited about playing the game and, and are inquiring you know how to match up we're getting really good viewership and turnout to our msr events you know for showdowns it's about even you know you msr dudes that aren't haven't been to a showdown this season you might want to get to one because i'm starting to get eight to nine to ten guys consistently showing up for our showdowns and let me know that they're in the chat they're interacting in the chat so um, I'm really excited where Genesis is. And I think as we continue to um, get the teams backfilled and start to backfill the wait list again, that um, we're going to be in really good shape for Madden 21 and beyond. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Muck, man. He's definitely been one of those recruiting guys. Yeah, Muck, always Muck let, Red, always letting and us know. Coach have been, have been great, man, making sure that we get guys in there. I appreciate Muck, too. He does a really good job because sometimes I forget if I'm broadcasting. He'll make sure that that showdown gets posted in the Genesis channel again because I know we posted in the lounge, obviously, but making sure it gets posted in the Genesis channel as well. So appreciate some of the other guys that have come down too. I know Smooth and Little Bear are now in Genesis as well. They've taken over teams and have been doing a really good job of um, exemplifying kind of what we expect gameplay-wise. So that's been really good. And like I said, we do have openings, but the priority right now is to try to get new members into the community first. And then maybe after this regular season, we'll discuss potentially adding uh, more MSR members into Genesis. Sir, yes, sir. Yeah, that's all I got. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate it. Definitely appreciate what you do for Genesis, man. Uh, trying to get those guys back up and motivating, rolling. Uh, yeah, oh, shout out my staff, too. I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, okay, go ahead. Shout you got it. Staff, you got it. Man. Jugs, you know, making sure we're scheduling and making sure that we're advancing timely. Um, I want to shout out I and Taco. They're the conference reps. They've been doing a really good job of addressing issues as they become available and providing the, our membership a really good um um, information they've been also been really great examples so i wanted to shout out all the hard work they've been doing too as well thank you thank you yeah i appreciate that those guys have really been on point taco as well as a league uh league rep and muck those guys have been doing and league good. and and de facto league historian by the way <laughs> right <laughs> yes sir he's got the facts from 1920 and beyond 
Uh, <laughs> well, this was a great episode, fellas. We appreciate everyone for joining us here on the New Dawn Podcast, episode 31. And Ura is back. So we are definitely going to be looking forward to him bringing all the noise. I already said somebody can't pass, so you know it's only going up <laughs> from here. It's only going up from here. Kylo, thank you, my man, for joining us as well. Uh, we're up out of here, guys. Again, if you're interested in seeing what's going on with us in the MSR, if you're not a part of the community, you can check us out daddyleads.com slash MSR or our league website, maddensimrevolution.com. We're on Twitter at MSR League as well as on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MSR Network. We go live multiple times a week, try to get you guys the best matchups, a lot of great fun i'm hosting sometimes with connor sometimes on there hop kylo the whole now we have everyone good flavor a lot of fun here in the msr we're up out of here guys again thank you guys for joining keep supporting share this episode we up out of here see you next time wakanda what's up man man i forgot to mention i wanted to, to point out we do have the genesis showcase coming back which i'm really excited about and that'll be oh yeah the enough. showcase coming back what we got <laughs> exactly man. exactly so hop obviously has been announced he'll be the msr network director he's gotten fame train who's a new addition to the community and tj who's obviously returned back to the community those boys are going to be your color my stepson <laughs> they're going to be your lead <laughs> broadcasters for the genesis showcase that's going to be games that feature just genesis only members so that you guys can get acclimated with some of our newer members in the community as they try to ascend to the msr and hopefully provide some really quality games i like that genesis showcase guys you can check that also on the msr network twitch.tv slash msr network we will be going live thursday night november 12th at 8 p.m eastern standard time we got pittsburgh going up against chicago kind of who are those users man what should be looking forward to with those guys Man, so that's going to be a really good game. So for Pittsburgh, it's going to be Dion. So if you've been following like the league chat, he's the one that kind of talks a lot about the NBA 2K. He's really passionate about basketball. And then Larry is the Chicago user. So that's going to be a really good game. Both of them, um, Chicago was a playoff team last playoffs for Genesis. And then Dion just took over Pittsburgh. So we'll be able to see what he's able to do. Um, both quality users, it should be a really good matchup. Well, that's right. So we're going to find out all about that matchup Thursday night, November 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Going to have my boy TJ Hops going to be making sure everything's good, looking good, sounding good. MSR Network, this is what we do. This is all about Genesis as well. You got to find out how to get the MSR. You got to start at Genesis. And the best way to do it, be showcased. Show your stuff. See what you can do with the sticks. Genesis Showcase, Pittsburgh, Chicago, 8 p.m. Eastern. November 12th. Hope you guys join us there. Twitch.tv says MSR Network. Catch you guys then. All right.